Good morning all and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. God, we thank you for the good night's sleep. For your word says you give those whom you love peaceful sleep. We thank you that you wake us up again in the morning, that we are alive, we are well, we are healthy, we are safe. More importantly, we are with you. We thank you, Lord, that you do not look on our sins to judge us, but out of your mercy, you are willing to cast them behind your back as soon as we repent. For when you see that we are willing to turn away from them and to choose you over all of those circumstances, over all that wickedness, then your heart is turned towards us. So all that you care about is us coming back to you. It was never the gravity of that sin that bothered, but the renewal, the transformation in our hearts to come back to you. We thank you, Father, that you are willing to receive us with open arms. That when you see us walking towards you at a long distance, you come running. We walk, but you run. When you are ever willing to restore your authority, that signet, the ring on our finger you put, and you clothe and cover all our filth, all our dirt, all our shame, all our failures. We thank you, Lord, that you are merciful and you renew that mercy for us every morning, every single day. We thank you, Jesus. We glorify your name. We enter your gates with that gratitude in our hearts, Lord. For unless you welcome us, how can we enter those gates? But it is you who quicken us in our spirit. It is you who call us by name every single time. It is you who bid us come and commune with you in your secret place. Above the mercy seat between the cherubims. That's where you speak to us. You want us to be one with you in spirit. We thank you, Jesus, for that love in our, in our hearts that you feel. That love towards you. We love because you first loved. Or we choose you because you first chose us. We thank you, Lord, that you pour that peace and joy into our hearts. That we are able to leave all our baggage outside those gates. And once we enter that secret place with you, you pour out your wisdom, you open up our understanding. You reveal to us your ways that are high above our ways. You lighten and brighten up the path that lies before us. You provide direction, you show the way. You don't just show the way, you lead it. You go with us and before us to flatten every ground that is uneven. To cut down every bronze gate and iron bar and sunder. So that everything that was blocked in our life shall now be opened in the name of Jesus. That same peace, Lord, that you pour into our hearts. That joy that only you can give and no one else can give. We share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you in person. You are still a religion for. We share it with everyone everywhere, Lord, that does not want to know you, that has turned away from you and yet your heart cries out for those souls to be saved. Lord, we share it also with those whom we are lifting up in our prayer today. 
Let that peace and joy touch these lives as well, Lord. Let there be a quickening in their spirit. That they are able to see your glory, your light, the truth by your spirit. And it is your spirit that sets each one free from sin and from death to be restored into life everlasting and salvation. And Father, as we lift up all that we are praying for today, we call on your name, <clears throat> the name of our maker, our creator, <clears throat> the one who is the lifter of men, the one who always completes every good work he has started in us, the ancient of days, the God who is our shield and our strength, our deliverer, our fortress, our high tower, our father. The one who is the creator, the maker, and is able to make every grace abound towards us. That when he does that, then we can confidently say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall lack nothing, never, ever lack anything. That though I walk in the valley of darkness and death, Knowing who is with me, I shall not fear. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The one who gave of his everything. The one who restored that relationship back to you. That we might be able to have that walk with you. Have that privilege to come back. That we might not live in fear of being judged. But through him, you made grace available over our lives, Lord. And you continue to pour your grace over each of us. He is our rock, our refuge, our foundation on which we build our lives in accordance with your will. For he showed us. It is through him that we have a door available to you, Father. He is the way, the truth and the life. He is the Lord who heals. He is our daily bread, our sustenance in the spirit. And we pray in the name of the whole, your spirit, Lord, your Holy Spirit. The spirit of Jesus, the spirit of El Shaddai, the spirit of truth and victory, of light and life. Spirit of the living God who was given to us as our comforter, our advocate, our strengthener, our counselor, our teacher, our friend, our father. The Lord in the midst of his people who is mighty and only does wondrous things. We thank you, Lord. That even today you hover over everything that is void and formless, just like the earth was in Genesis 1. Where there is chaos and confusion in our lives, in all our limitations. You give it form, you give it shape, you give it life, you give it beauty, you give it abundance. And you lift it up to a position of advantage. Let that be fulfilled in each of these lives that cry out to you today, Father. Power over them and let that spoken word be taken by the hand of the Father. Let that prayer be answered in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer today, I cover and seal every word we speak. Every prayer we make and every person that is part of this prayer meeting, every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by your precious blood, Jesus. So that as each of these stand in that gap, 
Let those families be blessed, Lord. Let there be protection. Let there be abundance. Let there be growth in the spirit and in the flesh. Let them see your mercy and your grace work upon their lives, Lord. In the name of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy, pure and perfect will for these lives. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters or spiritual attacks. I declare divine exemption by the blood of the eternal covenant. And I declare angelic protection in the mighty and all-powerful name above all names, the name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word, Lord, as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. And we declare each of us, Lord, that this word that I speak in the name of Jesus shall not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. For I send it being under authority of that name, the authority of Great Commission, the authority of adoption of the King of Kings, of the Lord of Lords. We thank you, Lord, for that gift of life on our tongue, that authority to speak. We thank you for the discernment to choose life in every situation before we speak. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <coughs> Today, I'd like to reflect on the measure of faith. Romans 12 verse 3 talks about the measure of faith where it says, For by the grace of God given to me, this is Paul saying now, By the grace of God given to me, I say to every one of you, not to think more highly of yourself and of his importance and ability. That is your importance and your ability. That you ought to think, then you ought to think. So do not think highly of yourself more than you ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has apportioned you or God has dealt out, meted out to you, to, to each to a degree of to each a degree of faith. And a purpose designed for service. So not to think highly of yourself, but only according to the measure of faith that he has given each one, remembering the purpose for which he has given it. <clears throat> so here are some things to note and remember about the measure of faith. These were notes that I made while I was reflecting on it, learning from it, learning from others as well. And the first thing to note that Faith is a gift that we receive from the Holy Spirit. And you can see that mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 9. And that gift is His grace because we can't earn it. You cannot earn faith. 
But what gift is given to you, you can hone on it, you can build on it. You can nurture it. That's what we are called to do. So the thing to remember is faith is a gift. Number two, faith is for believers, not for non-believers. Because faith is believing in the outcome and on the one who will deliver that outcome. Believing that it is possible, believing on the one who will deliver it. And if you're not willing to trust on the one who will deliver it, then what then is the faith that we speak of? Many of us, oftentimes when asked, do you have faith? We say, yes, what do you mean? I am a Christian, I have faith. And yet when difficult times comes, what are the words that we speak? That tells you whether you are a believer or not. It is not enough to say, I believe. Those are the times we need to reflect on the measure of faith. It is a human limitation. We need to pray for that strength. Number three, the most important one. You have the same faith as Jesus. Faith is the substance of things not seen. That substance is the same for Jesus and is the same for you. While he was a human, he used it in the same way. The very same substance, the very same faith, no different. The only difference is what you hold on to and how far you are willing to hold on to it. He trusted the Father completely. How much are we willing to trust Him? We have been given the same faith by the Holy Spirit. It is He who gave it to Him. It is He who gives to us as well. The very same thing. And this is what Jesus, this is why Jesus said in John 14 verse 12, Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these. It's talking about the same faith that can bring outcomes. And so the fourth thing to remember is only you can build on that faith. No one else can build it for you. A preacher can preach, someone else can teach. They can talk about faith. But at the end of the day, you need to work with the Holy Spirit for it to grow. But first, let's take a step back. Remember, faith is meted out to you. God has dealt it as a measure, as we saw in Romans 12, verse 3, as a gift, as a grace. You cannot manufacture that faith. What we need to remember, we cannot manufacture it. It is a gift. It is given by the Holy Spirit. When is it given? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it can come provided you call it. How will you call it? Only by going to the word and committing to read every day. And that is up to you. That is a decision you must make. God will not force you to read his word. But when we don't read his word, what is the substance that is being generated? That substance of faith. And then what are we offering in that substance through our prayer? Are we giving God some raw material to work with? 
And if there is no faith, what outcome will it produce? With no raw material as input, what will be the output? Are you seeing why many times prayers don't get answered? It is not enough to read something that is written in a book. A prayer that was made by someone who understood it well while he wrote it, he or she wrote it. Understood the meaning and the background of it, the impact of it and connected with it in the spirit. Agreed as touching upon it. But when you read that prayer from a book, if you do not have the same understanding, you are not touching upon it in faith. Are you expecting an outcome? And if you are reading it because it was written by a powerful preacher, then who is your faith on is the question that I would ask. Is it still God? Think again. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you pray, Lord, increase my faith, but do not read the word of God, then you yourself are blocking his hand from working in your life and from increasing your faith. How will he increase it when you do not allow him to? Are we seeing why that prayer becomes an empty prayer? If we do not connect with the word, no one, no one can increase your faith. No matter the amount of Bible study sessions that we attend. No matter the power of the preacher that is teaching there. Your faith is limited to that person, not God. Because he said so is why you are believing. Not because God's eternal truth says it. And secondly, faith is a measure. As Romans 12 verse 3 said, Think of yourself in sober judgment according to the faith that God has assigned you. So you use it as a yardstick, as a measure, to measure yourself. In essence, let it guide you to be humble. So that when we pray out of faith, we are also humble. You can't pray out of pride. Why? Because faith always teaches you to look up, not to look down. To look up to Jesus and not to look down on others in pride. So when he says, think with sober judgment, you should have no bias to others or to yourself. Let your faith be your influence. Let it be the only thing that edifies. Because faith clothes you with only what God has provisioned for you, nothing else. I say that last one again. Faith clothes you only with what God has provisioned for you and nothing else outside of his provision. Many times we ask for answers, for outcomes. And we specify the outcome as well. God, I want you to do this in this particular way only. And he said, that is not part of my will. Are you expecting that outcome? Faith can only clothe you with what God has provisioned for you. And what he has provisioned is written in his word.
Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for an understanding of this measure of faith that you have given us. So that when we employ and adapt and use it, and when we want it stirred up in our lives, we know where to go for it to be stirred up. We know how to use it in our prayer. And we expect outcomes in alignment with what you have provisioned for us. Your word says, 1 John 5.14, when we ask anything according to your will, then you hear us. But the opposite of it is also true. And faith will not work in those circumstances. Lord, we ask for that edification so that when we pray, we pray with that spiritual intelligence, with that understanding. Knowing that your love for us is eternal. Knowing that you do not turn your children away. Knowing that you always honored faith because your word shows it to us in every instance, every example that is demonstrated right from Noah, from Abraham and onwards. You always honor faith. We thank you, Lord. We ask for that edification in our spirit to pray with that understanding. And as we pray for spiritual edification, Lord, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, for all families that are in battle that are facing division and separation, for anyone that is yoked under all kinds of strongholds, and especially those that are battling prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance, poverty, all kinds of addictions, compulsive behaviors, health challenges that have been imposed under any kind of yoke, under any kind of witchcraft and wizardry as well. We declare the blood of the eternal covenant against each of these and we declare their hold over these lives broken now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and friends as well especially those that are not yet saved. Knowing you, but yet not coming to you, Lord, we ask for a stirring in their spirits this day. That their eyes be opened, that their hearts be turned to you, and they willfully choose you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other and with your Holy Spirit who prays with us on, on our behalf. As we commune in the Spirit, Lord, with him, make this a prayer of agreement here with each other. We believe that we have received. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, Release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shara <laughs> 
name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Clothe your people. Thank you, Jesus. Scripture that's been put on my heart today is from Ephesians 2, verse 8. By grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Luke 22, verses 31 and 32, quoted from the Amplified Bible. Where it is written now, this is Jesus saying, Simon, Simon, that is Peter, listen. Satan has demanded permission to sift all of you like grain. And here I am remembered of what Satan, how Satan went to God asking permission to sift Job. And we know what happened to Job after that. But here's Jesus saying in the next verse, But I have prayed especially for you, Peter, that your faith and confidence in me may not fail. And you, once you have turned back again to me, strengthen and support your brothers in the faith. A very powerful message from the Lord to us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful reflections, our daily rosary and divine mercy sessions, as well as the Friday Bible study sessions, please share links for Zoom and YouTube.
with your family and friends and invite them to come and join us. You can also point them to the recordings if they can't make it to the live sessions. These are available on our Spotify podcast page, on our YouTube page, as well as posted on our Facebook page. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and His favor that comes out of His jealous love for us chases and overtakes us when we walk with Him. Let that walk be continued with you, Lord. Let it not be strayed ever. Let us walk in boldness. And let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, those graces, those blessings, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless you.